0: One of the best ways to keep up with church life is through the City Life app. The City Life app enables you to listen to messages from Sunday, explore the Bible while listening to messages, stay up to date with church life through our Connect section, and much more. Download the City Life app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We're all about making Jesus known. We pray these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus, who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. Good to see you today. Get your Bibles open to the book of 2 Corinthians. If you have a Bible or Bible app, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. And while you're getting your Bibles set up to 2 Corinthians 4 16, that's over in the New Testament. Don't get it correct with the second chronicles in the old testament that's a totally totally different thing second corinthians 4 16 uh we'll hold your place there we'll be taking a look at that in just a little bit while while you're finding your place there the ushers are distributing some little cards to you and i want you guys to take a couple of these as they pass by just go ahead and grab one for yourself and one for your grandma or one for you know whatever just just to just grab a couple of these as they're coming your way and and hold on to them i'll show you how to use them here in just a second but today's message is entitled dealing with detours. Whew. Five years ago, uh, Preston, Devin, and Ian and I, we took a, a hiking and a camping trip, and the uh the, 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 the campsite the place where we would be camping was actually at the north rim of the grand canyon i uh, love that area out there but but there's only thing there, there there are not a variety of ways to get there you can't just like pick your path and go there you just you have to go basically the way that's there that's it's see that that area up there it's, it's actually it's high desert it's it's uh, pretty much a navajo reservation area and there are not a lot of roads there are very few roads at all in fact you can't even get into the north rim if you don't have reservations at the national park you'll get there to the gate just to let you know if you're gonna go up there and do that, don't. Unless you have your reservations, and uh, I book mine whenever I've done it. Been up there several times. I book, book mine about six months in advance, and uh, that way I can be sure to get in. And otherwise, they're just gonna turn your back around, and say go back home, and you will have driven many, many, many hours out of your way just to just to get a no. But. Uh, the nice thing about making reservations there is because of the conditions of the roads and, and that they, they get a lot of snow up there and all that is that, is that uh, they can let you know if there's a problem. So I got this notification, and this was about uh, about a month before we were to take our trip, and they said, hey, just letting you know, one of the roads that comes in to like the main road that takes you to the North Rim is closed because there was this uh, there was this, this cliff that kind of an avalanche cliff broke apart and part of the road crumbled. and. Disintegrated and isn't even there anymore, and so you're going to have to find a different route to to get around to the main road to come in. And so I, I looked at the the map and and the only way to do so was to make my make my drive in, and then I'd have to take 65 miles, go back out in a different direction, and then come back around, take another 65 miles in. Uh, that, that's 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 kind of a drag, right? <laughs> and and so we did it, and uh, you know that, I'm just telling you guys that that that's what you call. A detour, right? I mean, that, that that's a detour. We, we like to whine and complain when, when we're driving down the road and there's a detour sign. It's like, what? They're going to put me out of my way by two blocks? I'm going to have to drive that? That's it. I've had it. I'm calling the, you know, and you just, you know. or I, I think it's one of my favorites when people start getting on uh, social media and they'll start putting all kinds of stuff on social media about a detour and how mad they are. It's like, wait a minute, you're driving. What are you doing? You're going to crash. It's, it's kind of funny. And don't, act, don't look at me. Some of you guys do that yourself. But, uh, but but it's, it's funny because we complain about little detours like that. But I'm just telling you guys, uh, that that was a major detour. And so I, I fortunately, I knew it was coming up. So I had to make my choice in advance to deal with it right. Uh, I didn't make a big deal about it with the boys. It was like, hey, we're going to take this new cool route. I didn't know if it was going to be cool at all. I mean, what's out there in the desert? But we get out there, and it is so incredible because you're taking these drives along these cliffs. And, and we saw this huge lake I didn't even know existed. And 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 it was it was wonderful. It was you know a lot longer, a, a lot longer, but it was just a wonderful experience. I went to a place I never would have been before. I had experiences I never would have had before, and it all was because of the detour. Here's the truth. We're all walking through life, and as we walk through life, we're going to hit detour after detour after detour. And I'm not talking about the kind that's that's uh You know, on the highway or on the road or that you might face going home today. No, I'm talking about life detours. These are, and sometimes the roads are scenic and sometimes they're just not quite scenic at all. Um, You have your plans, you you know where you're heading, you know what you're going to do. And then all of a sudden, everything has to change. And we're going to be talking about detours today. Dealing with life detours. So I'm starting a new series today called Plot twist, it's just today and for the next couple of Sundays, and, and we're talking about how to handle plot twists when they happen in life. Um, it could be anything, it could be a, a death in the family, uh, an abuse situation, possibly the loss of your job, an abrupt injury, it uh, could be an accident, it could be a divorce, it could be a financial loss, I don't know, but, but what do you do when you're in that situation? you know a lot of times people say well god's just trying to get back at you or god's trying to get back at me or whatever and i your plans for the future ruined because of of the setback and and i'm just first of all i want to say god's not getting back at you for anything that's a myth that's a myth in fact jesus himself dispelled that myth <laughs> so that's not true your plans for the future ruined no maybe your plans will be changed but god's plans will prevail and then, you know, a lot of times I, I ever say, well, I thought I was hearing from God. God told me to do this. I thought I was like obeying God and, 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 and look, at, look at where I am now. A lot of times we have these destinies that are on our heart and we feel strong about these destinies and we're going toward them and all of a sudden uh, there, there's this detour and it just doesn't seem like it's gonna take us anywhere in the right direction. All right, come on, we hate detours, don't we? We do, we do. <laughs> but the truth is, the promises of God are still on the other side of those detours, no matter how devastating they are. And, and, and you have, there's a big take-home today, and I want you to remember this. If you remember anything today, I want you to remember this, is that your detour does not determine your destiny. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Come on, guys. Your detour does not determine your destiny. Yeah, and I know. Life is full of detours, but that doesn't mean that God has forgotten his plans for you or that God's changed his mind or he's out to get you or something like that. This detour that God's sending you may just be, you know, maybe an answer to prayer because you, you feel like you have a boring life. I've I had people say, you know, my life's boring. I'm just asking God for a little bit of excitement. God says, okay, you want some excitement? I'll give you some right here, you know. I mean, okay, hey, nobody likes a boring life. So God's like, okay, I'll spice it up for you. I don't know. I, that's probably not it, but the truth is is that those detours definitely do spice things up, but it's usually not in a positive way. So I want you to take a look at the uh, little plot twist card. Take a look at one of these right here. Um, what I want you to do with these is, is uh, after you leave here today, you know, put one in your wallet, maybe in the dash of your car, uh, on your computer screen or in your office or, or something, and maybe an extra one to put in two places or or to give to someone who's going through a tough time and let God use what's happening here so that you can help somebody else tomorrow to remember that when the plot twist happens here's something that can encourage you because it's not all over take a look at this it says here this is a quote from from the book of jeremiah in the old testament jeremiah 29 verse 11 it says i know the plans i have for you says the lord Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And one of the reasons why I, I've, I've given you this here is because I, I want you to not only have it to look at, but I think this is one of these scriptures that would be really, really good to put to memory. If you'll just work this week, put this thing to memory, get this in your heart, it will help, it will come back to you and will help encourage you when you're going through your tough time let me tell you the story behind this god told jeremiah who was this ancient prophet in the middle east god told him to speak on behalf of him and to tell tell his people that uh, so, you know some very important words because They were going through a very, very dark time. It was extremely dark, extremely depressing. Uh, They had like the ultimate detour, much worse than any detour we've ever seen in our lives. What had happened was they were literally physically drugged from their homes and from their city of Jerusalem, and they were taken by foot... For, for about 900 miles. That would have been about a four-month, at least a four- to five-month journey. They, they was taken by about 900 miles to a completely different land in Babylon where they were, they, they were to live basically as captives. Now, I would say that's a detour, right? And, and see, that's what was happening. This was this detour. So God speaks through Jeremiah to say, hey, I know everybody's really upset, but, but I want you to tell them this on behalf of me. And he says, I know the plans I have for you. Their plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and future. I know some people might say, well, I feel like you're harming me, God. (laughs) The hope, future, I don't see it right here. Plans to prosper me, ha, can't even own my own business here. This is terrible. I have to work the fields for somebody else. But still, it was a detour because God did bring them back. Nobody expected to be there, though just like some of you didn't expect to be in the situation you're in right now. Yet, there's still those promises out there, on the other, those destinies out there on the other side of your detour, guys. There's um, the little things that God has spoken in your heart, maybe just dreams. Things God has put there you know they're from God regarding where you're going to be and that destiny. But you feel like you're always going off in the wrong direction. I was uh, doing some preparation for this message, and what I chose to do is to look up a certain phrase in the scriptures to go all the way through the bible and looked it up I didn't actually read the whole bible in preparation for this particular message but but I was looking for these words I will give you whenever God says I will give you and and I wanted to see what what is God saying here what and and as I begin looking through I found one Case after another, after another, after another. I found it from the book of Genesis all the way to the end of Revelation. And God's always talking to his people, or God's always speaking to someone. God's always telling someone who's in a detour situation, when they're in a tough situation, when things don't look good, he's reminding them, hey, I've got something out here for you, and I want to remind you what it is. And I want to, would you let me just read through this list real quick? I want to read this through because I want you to know that regardless of your current detour, that that destiny is still out there is That your detour does not determine your destiny because your destinies are out there. Because God says I will give you, and I, w- I want you to look at this. And we're going to jump through this. Come on. And now uh, some of these, some of these, are, they're, they're they're a little bit cryptic, and and some are very, are very clear. Yet yet they're all they're just all powerful statements from God saying it's going to be all right. I've I've got this out here for you. He says I will give you land. He says I will give you a full life span i will give you the word of god i will give you rest yeah how do you like that your detour does not determine your destiny he says i'll give you water i'll give you every place where you set your foot i will give your enemy into your hand how about that i will give you a wise and discerning heart like that See, your detour does not determine your destiny I says i will give you riches in honor i will give you a long life i will give you love and some of you are saying that's for me pastor that's what i came to hear today yeah oh well all right all right well if it's for you great hold on to it i will give you riches stored up in secret places your detour does not determine your destiny guys i will give you a name that will not be cut off. I will give you leaders after my heart. <laughs> like, Thank you, God. That, that boss might be changing. Who knows? I will give you lasting peace. I will give you my message. Your detour does not determine your destiny, does it? Ah, come on, just keep going. I will give you comfort. He says, I will give you joy. I will give you unity of heart. I will give you a heart for action. He says, I will give you prosperity. I will give you hope. I will give you a future. I will give you an undivided heart. It doesn't stop. It says, I will give you a new heart. I will give you honor and praise. I will give you healthy crops. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It goes on to say, I'll give you words of wisdom. I'll give you the the the." right to eat from the tree of life, I will give you a crown of life, I will give you the hidden manna. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds good. I will give you authority over the nations, and I will give you the right to sit with me on my throne. Yeah. <laughs> I am preaching it. yeah. It, it, isn't that amazing? There are so many destinies out there that God has for us. And you just might want to latch on to one, two, or three of those. But you might be saying, well, why why would God want to desire to bless us like that? Well, you're blessed so that you can actually be a blessing. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's, It's just about being liberal with your giving in every way. God doesn't do things for you just so that you can feel happy about yourself. Like, ooh, look at me, you know. Look, look, guess what I can post on Instagram next, you know. No, it's for a reason. See, God blesses you so you can be a blessing. So maybe you say, I want to be used of God, and God blesses you. And so that's what he's doing now so that you can be used of God. But he's probably going to take you through a detour in order to get there. And he's going to do it so you can make Jesus known. It's cool the story of Abraham, which was in the book of Genesis. it's recorded in Genesis chapter twelve that God spoke to Abraham. Now Abraham was is considered the father of Israel. In fact the Bible in fact in the New Testament tells us that when we give our lives to Christ, we become like a part of Abraham's family, which is which is kinda cool to think of Abraham as being your great, 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 great times ten. Grandpa, you know, I kinda like that. God, God spoke this to him, and it's really amazing. He says, "I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, and I'll make your name great, and you will be." A blessing. See, so the key words are actually that—that that last one right there—is is that you are going to be a blessing. In other words, there's a purpose for what I'm doing in your life. All right. See, see that it, all of this stuff, all it does is it enables you to share the story of what God has done for you, so that you can lead others to God. Because I'm telling you guys, that is a fabulous way to lead your life. So with, with Jesus out front, you're leading other people to Him. That's the amazing way to lead your life and it does you don 't have to be a preacher to do that you don 't have to be a pastor to do that you don 't have to be on the stage to do that you do that wherever you operate day in and day out just natural life of God flows out of you so God spoke this to Abraham and and uh, you know and if you were to just read that little part and if that 's all you knew about abraham's story you 're kind of like well didn 't he have quite a nice life I mean that does look like something somebody would put on Facebook or Instagram right right I mean you were right, seriously I, this is my yes, God God spoke to me. Boom. <laughs> so what did God speak to you? Oh well my 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 quote's are better. It, it sounds kind of good, but just like Facebook and Instagram, you know, a lot of times we don't see the rest of the story. <laughs> um Good thing is the Bible's not like Facebook and Instagram. The Bible gives you the guts. In fact, you want to know some saucy stories? You just start reading that Bible. So, so uh, Genesis chapter twelve. When you, that's just the beginning. But God, God does some amazing stuff and takes him down these roads. and And this guy hits detour after detour after detour. One time I studied his whole life and and just broke it down and I I, I, I broke it into like a fifteen teaching segment. One time you would have hated to have been in my class because I was so in love with the story. But I found that for every one positive step forward there were two te- two steps to the side and two steps around <laughs> whoa you're going yep sounds like my life bingo and that was the that was the blessing you see you can't just look at this little part of abraham's life and think that he had it made abraham's life was full of detours just like yours in fact God sent Abraham on this journey to get to this new land so that he could fulfill all of this the land is what we call Israel today and uh, and that, that's where the nation of Israel sits at this moment but uh, but Abraham didn't really know where he was going. He he didn't even know what was going on. There wasn't even a Bible back then. I mean, come on, guys. This is Genesis chapter 12. Nothing had even been written yet. And and so so Abraham is out there trying to listen to God and follow God, and he had to pick up his family and all of his his business and, and move to this new land. They had no maps. There was certainly no GPS, and there weren't any highways. There was nothing. He was simply trusting that God would take him to his destination, wherever it was, and then God would say, okay, you're here. Have you, you ever been on a vacation like that where—my dad used to do that to me. My dad used to do that to me. He would—I he, he, he would, don't know. I don't remember him even talking this way to my siblings, but maybe it's because I just had to know where we were going. You see, it's like I, I don't want to just go around and drive aimlessly. Uh, I mean, some of you, you love that. You, you just love, like, oh, let's just get out and hit the country roads and drive and drive you would drive me crazy you wouldn't want me with you you see i mean it would just drive me nuts because i like to know where am i going how am i going to get there i like the plan of action I like my destination in mind and, and see that would stress some of you out but but obviously i would stress my dad out because we we get in the car dad where are we going dad Say we will just pack up a, a suitcase we're going to go for a few days where oh well we're just going to drive around that would make me so mad oh we're just going to go drive around no we're not driving around dad there's a destination come on you know we're going somewhere oh, we're just driving around That's when God began putting patience in my life. Sometimes I just think I still haven't learned the lesson. But, you know, that's what it was with Abraham. Can you imagine the patience of that man? I'll tell you when we get there. But, you know, at the same time, some of your most fulfilling journeys in life are when you don't really know all the details and you're enjoying it. You're enjoying it you're just enjoying it and so when an unexpected detour comes you don't get all stressed out really i think that's more the way we should live our lives because god has control of it all anyway i think what my dad was really doing dad was trying to teach me a lesson maybe inadvertently but a lesson about how god works god says just trust me trust me on the journey let's go how you don't get stressed out if you're on a side road because you don't even really know you are anyway you're just trusting god with the destination so your detour does not determine your destiny. God's with you, yet he has not promised you a smooth journey at all. Uh, he never said, oh, there will be no plot twists in your story. No, there will be. You know, it, it, in fact, here's, here's something interesting. Every story in the Bible has a plot twist to it, every single one of them. You might say, "Say, well, what, what, isn't the Bible predictable? No, Not I mean, if you know all the stories, it's predictable. But it's if you get in there and you start reading it, Every one of those stories, you're going, "Whoa! What just happened? Oh my goodness! I, wow!" wow. Yeah. I, that's what I love about the scriptures. I mean, movies are the same way. How many of you guys go go to the movies? You, you go to the movies, yeah, yeah, or, or watch movies on home on on Netflix or or Amazon Prime or or all those other things. You, yeah, yeah, or you rent movies or you go to Redbox and get. I don't know how you do movies, but. How many of you, you enjoy watching a movie every once in a while? You do it, you do it. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, then you'll understand this. Those of you who don't watch movies, then you won't get this. But you don't watch a movie just because... It's going to be a nice little storyline, and, and it's all predictable, and you kind of know how it's going to end up anyway. I mean, who would want to watch a movie like that? You watch a movie because of the plot twist. All of a sudden, you know, the people are, are sailing along in the water, and boom, they're all overboard and underwater, and you're holding your breath. You're helping them, you know, and you're doing like this kind of stuff, and you, you know exactly what you're doing. and you're like, You can't make any noise, so you're just you not breathing. You're like, wait a minute. Why did I stop breathing? I'm about to pass out. It's a movie. But but you're, you're caught in this, this, this plot where all of a sudden everything turns and everything twists. That's the beauty of movies. That's why we, we enjoy them. Um, I wouldn't want to go to a boring movie where you just kind of know everything is going to happen. And, so why in the world do you think God would create a boring, predictable life for you? <laughs> I always said this, serving God is not boring. You know what? He has promise for, promises for you. He has those destinies for you, but it's not going to be boring getting there. I, I give you my word on that. But in the road, on that road that you're on to receiving those destinies, it's going to get a little bit bumpy, but just don't forget this. I know the plans I have for you. They have plans to prosper you. I'm not doing this to harm you. I'm giving you hope, and I'm giving you a future, and that, my friend, is a major message of this church right here. When I. Uh when I was pastoring in Missouri, God sent me up there to Missouri to pastor for a while and and you know anyone who's lived north of the red river it's, it's hard you know it's it, it's it's a it's a tough life out there. Those of you who are just uh, good old Texans forever, you know you you're doing fine but but i I had to go i like i'm going missouri Missouri, I have a nickname for it, and I just call it misery yeah I, if you're from Missouri, God bless you I love. I doesn't change how I feel about you, I love you, but I still think that is the land of misery. they just spelled it wrong all right and and uh and and i was living up there and i was pastoring and just you know having a having a great time serving god pastoring up there and um we had a large ministry a lot of good things happening but very clear that's one of those few times where i really felt god was telling me resign your ministry and i want you to go back home because now you're going to do the thing i've always told you about and and that was kind of weird because i here's here's the clear thing i heard from god i remember writing it down you know, so many of you who've been around here for a while, you've heard me say it over and over and over. Just felt God saying, "Go home and start something new in the heart of a large city." And that was that was all I knew. So we resigned the ministry and and didn't have no job. We just we just came. How many of you have ever just like, just like left your job, left everything when you're actually doing pretty good, and, and you you hit the road to start a new life? You don't have anything planned ahead of you. He's like, oh yeah, me. Oh yeah, how many of you had three kids? You had a wife, you had a mortgage, you had, you had car payments, how many? Okay, now that was our situation. And so we head out and we're obeying God because we feel this is what God wants us to do. And we we get here, it's like, okay, God, we're here. If that's what we heard. Yeah, You're saying, I don't hear anything. Duh, that's just it. It's like, oh, God, 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 we would like for you to start talking. <laughs> so, uh we end up. You, guys, you know where Midlothian is? It's, it's a nice, nice little town. Midlothian is actually, a, it's, it's huge. It's, it's a very large landmass. It's a very small population. Very large landmass. But we ended up living in this crotchety—I like that word—rent house <laughs> in the woods. It was literally. And you remember, it was literally a one-mile drive from the pavement down this dirty, bumpy, muddy, and when it was rained, I'm telling you what, the mud puddles were everywhere. Don't, don't drive into one of them because you know, you'll be searching for your car for years. It was driving down this, this, this muddy road for one mile until you get to the little farmhouse. You can't see it from the road. You go around and around and around. And you go through the trees and you go, oh, there it is. And you, you get there to the house, and, and this is a 1930s-era pier and beam uh, a house with the most Horrible, horrible insulation. I was mean, like, they didn't have insulation. Though my electric bills were insane, and and just trying to get it was it was not fun. I was not happy. It, it wasn't great. It it really wasn't. And 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 we were out there and hanging out around. And I'm I'm serious about this. Coyotes all the time hanging out on my front porch. Bobcats on my front porch. I saw coyotes on my front porch. I am serious. Bobcats on my front porch. Copperheads on my front porch. Mice, raccoons, skunks on my front porch during the time we lived there. And and poison ivy. Oh my goodness, I am like allergic to poison. Ivy. I saw poison ivy, my friend. I, did you know poison ivy like like the the stalks of it couldn't be this big like like the vines. You didn't know that because you're not, you're city people. Well, I, <laughs> I had to go out there and spray some weed killer on it. It was like, I'd do that all summer long. It was just like one little thing would die and it would just keep going. How in the world do you, it's like you have to go t- chop this stuff down. I'm not going to touch that. That was my life. Hello, bobcats. You know, you come out and you go outside. You had better have a little flashlight with you because there are snakes and you step on those, those copperheads and they bite you. Uh, it's not fun. Well, yeah, one time I had a, a bobcat, I actually cor- accidentally cornered a bobcat. And when those things hiss and it's dark, it is scary. Okay. So that was my world. And I was there. And I'm just going out there around the hissing bobcats, dodging the snakes. And one time watching a cat stare down at one of our cats, which we use those to catch the mice, because mice were everywhere. And, you know, and they would take the dog food and go and hide it. And, and, and one of the cats was staring down Copperhead in the front yard one day. And it's like, okay, you know, what, what's new? so uh i'm sitting there going god what in the world am i doing out here didn't you say come back here and start something new in the heart of the large city where's the large city i'm in the middle of the country and i've never lived more rural in my life and i don't ever want to do it why does god say heart of a large city and sticks you more rural than you've ever been before my friend it's called a detour did i like it of course not Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't feel one with nature. I didn't. That's part of the detours God sends us on. You know, some of the detours that, that we hit are signs like this that say, accident ahead. That's where someone did something to mess up your plans. An affair, a rebellious kids, Someone runs a red light and makes a crash up ahead, and now you're stuck. Maybe bridge out ahead. That's when someone you trusted let you down. It could be your dad, your mom, your spouse, your boss, your coach, a spiritual leader. Road construction ahead. Another one of those life signs where other people are just doing something out there to make your life difficult. Why can't they do it at night, you know? The people in your way, they're forcing you to slow down. They're just making your life more difficult. Avalanche ahead. That's when an unexpected disaster leaves you stranded. It could be financial disaster or a death or a layoff or a storm, an illness, an injury. But think about this. If you really believe that God is ordering your steps, then the detour is for a reason, and it's for your best. Even if the detour takes you away from what seems like to be the right direction, and even takes you in the opposite direction, puts you in the middle of the country when he said he was going to take you to the middle of the city. But here's the truth God's promises remain intact in spite of the detours. I'll say it again God's promises remain intact in spite of your detours. You know, maybe the detours to correct you or to, to protect you or to provide for you, to wake you up, or maybe just some thorn in the flesh to keep you dependent on God or a, or a reminder that this earth is not your home. I don't know, but it doesn't change the, the plans God has for you. We all hit detours. In fact, I want you to hear John's story because John tells you about a detour he hit in his life that shook him up quite a bit, but God restored. Watch. You see, your detours do not determine your destiny. Now take a look in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. This is was, was a letter that was written by Paul, who was the first missionary to plant churches throughout the ancient roman empire and i'm telling you paul had it tough Uh, it it wasn't smooth sledding for him at all he faced physical challenges he dealt with relational uh, rejection he was struggling with political pressure including jail and beatings and religious people and they followed him around taunting him and trying to annoy him but here's what he said in one of his letters about him and his small team of guys that were going around planting churches look at this it's beautiful he says we do not lose heart. I want you to look at that right there. We do not lose heart. What that word means is, is don't lose heart. That means you don't, we don't lose our passion. I'm telling you guys, don't lose your passion. Don't just fall into whatever is bland and boring and predictable. I mean, regardless of how challenging it is right now, don't lose your passion passion and said stoke your passion and here at the end of it he tells us how he does it he says so we fix our eyes on what is we do we do not fix our eyes we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen you see what he's saying is that I, I, I'm i not going to look at this the mess that's right in front of me right now. I'm not going to focus on that because that's going to drain the passion out of me. That's a key for some of you right there. Don't let that passion get drained out of you. Find a way to stoke that passion. I mean, get a little jack dog in your life or something like that. Come on. Because you need to begin to pursue what God has in front of you. Remember those statements I said to you earlier from God, from the Bible. I will give you. Stop making today's struggle your focus. For he says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Your detour does not determine your destiny. You close your eyes for just a moment. First of all, I want to just ask you this question. I think some of you here are—you're in a situation where uh, you're in a situation where God has maybe directed you into a detour. You're in a detour; it's just not making sense for you. Some of you are in a painful situation. Some of you really relate to that story of life. I thought I was going to the middle of the big city, and now here I am in the middle of the country. What in the world? I don't even like this. And I'm telling you, I know it hurts. I know it's painful. And then you're waiting for God's voice and you hear nothing. But if you're there, I want to pray for you right now. And before we go any further in the service, I just want you to let me know. Like, is that you? Can I pray for you just regarding that right there, that you're in a tough spot right now, you're in a detour, and you just need a little extra grace and encouragement from God? Just lift your hand all over the room. Just lift your hand. Yeah, yeah, thanks, 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 thanks. All over the place. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. As I'm looking at you, I'm connecting you my faith with you. Anyone else? Anyone else? You did Good, 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 good. Okay, put your hands down. Okay, you've acknowledged it. Now, can we just take that to the Lord right there? Let's just take that to the Lord. God, I just saw so many hands go up. Regarding these really, really ugly detours that we face. I know some people in this room are really hurting right now. Some people feel like you've just abandoned them or maybe even just left them hanging. But God, just the fact that you brought them here today to hear this teaching and this word, let it be encouragement right now that you see them and you have a plan for them that you're not going to Leave them stranded. So right now, I just pray for the, just the overwhelming blessing of God to rest on each person. Lord, remind each person that you have that hope, you have that future out there, that you, that you are there to prosper them. You are you're not, you're not harming them in this time, but God, you're strengthening them. God, let the blessing of God be on every person who lifted their hand in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for healing and encouragement during dark times. Please also just no movement for just a couple more minutes. Just remain in an attitude of prayer. Would you do that? In fact, you can just close your eyes, focus internally. Maybe, maybe you're here today and you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus. Possibly you've even drifted away from your relationship with God. And um, you know that just things aren't right there. And you want to know this Jesus that I talk about, you, you want a new beginning. And if that's you, I want to give you an opportunity to respond also. Maybe you responded to what I said earlier, but now you want to respond to this also. You want that new beginning. Let me give you an opportunity to respond simply by lifting your hand. Because faith is when you respond outwardly to what you're feeling on the inside. Just know this in just a moment as you lift your hand that (laughs) Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. He died for you so that you can have life and have it to the full. And everything changes today. If you want to pray this prayer and surrender your life totally to Jesus Christ, at the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand with me. One, two, three. Just lift your hand. Lift your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you all to stand with me. And if you lifted your hand, I want you to stand as well. We're going to pray this closing prayer right now. And if you lifted your hand, listen carefully to me. I want you, along with everyone else in this room, to pray these words with me. Come on, let's pray these words right now. Believers, prayed as well. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. It's time for me to live. Today I give up my past. And I embrace the future that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a look at me. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can keep in touch with what is coming this season through social media and our City Life app. And Sunday, our favorite day of the week, is on its way. We hope to see you at City Life.